The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm Benjamin Shapiro, the executive producer of the MarTech Podcast, and today we've got a special episode for you, which is going to be guest-hosted by Juan Mendoza, the author of the MarTech Weekly Newsletter. Juan is a recovering MarTech consultant turned creator who writes an amazing weekly newsletter about the MarTech industry, and I'm thrilled to invite him and some of his friends to take the mic and share their knowledge with you, our loyal MarTech Podcast listeners. All right, here's a special episode of the MarTech Podcast, guest hosted by Juan Mendoza, the author of the MarTech Weekly Newsletter. Hello, hello, marketers. My name is Juan Mendoza from the MarTech Weekly Newsletter, and today we are going to discuss leveraging permissioned consumer data and ethical targeted data collection. There's a lot of words in there, and we're going to unpack them. And the person we're going to unpack them with is Brian Mandelbaum. He is the CEO of Attain. Attain's mission is to empower marketers to make better business decisions by providing access to permissioned commerce data through a financial app, retail loyalty, and account linking, SKU-level APIs, and the industry's largest, most holistic consumer panel. Today, Brian and I are going to discuss why permissioned consumer data is greater than retail media. Okay, so here's my conversation with Brian Mandelbaum. He's the CEO of Attain. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Hey, thanks for having me. Well, let's dive right in. I mean, there is so much happening in the retail media space, but also in the world of privacy and regulation. And I kind of feel like a taint sitting in the crux of both of those things right now. But I guess, could you open us up and unpack what this means? Permissioned consumer data and how it differs from different types of data used in retail media. Well, it's an interesting way of setting it up. It is a really dramatic place to be as an entrepreneur, especially in the marketing and technology ecosystem, sitting around the thematic of privacy, as well as data and also financial services, like a lot of things that a lot of people take a step back and think, wow, hmm, that sounds pretty dangerous, but it's much more simple than it actually sounds. But what we look at from the Attain perspective is really thinking and reimagining how do we give consumers a value exchange in exchange for getting something that we think is valuable, which is permission, and I mean that authentically made permission to their data. And that's different than what exists right now in the data space 
or has been for the past, I would argue, 20 years, because the industry has been bartering and selling data through, I wouldn't call it the black market, because it's nothing nefarious or technically illegal, but I would call it the gray areas of the marketing intelligence ecosystem. Things like data brokers, consumer data and credit companies, the DMPs that we've been talking about for the past 15 years. That's the world that we historically have been living in. But with the advent of new privacy regulation, those worlds have sort of taken to the backdrop, sunsetted quite a bit. And it's all about who has data and who has the, and it's about the provenance of that data. And what I mean by provenance, and those people that don't are familiar with that word, it's pretty fancy. I learned it too recently. It's really just knowing the source. So that source of data, that is what you say is permissioned? Is that, or is it more about the data that you're explicitly asking customers to share for some form of value that's given back to them? It's really both. It's one, letting people know the marketers you're working with, that you have access to the source. It's sort of like farm to table. They know where the product is coming from. And two, they know that it was ethically acquired through direct and expressed opted-in permission from the consumer. That's kind of novel in the world of marketing these days. What typically exists through the large platforms or through other places that you're sourcing data, and there are a lot of examples of people doing this really well that aren't just companies like Attain, brands are doing this well. But what historically existed was a privacy policy where you'd say, hey, by opting in, by joining our service, you'll be able to share photos and talk to friends and all the things that go on. And in there is this privacy policy that says your data can and will be used against you for any reason whatsoever. And that's what those rights you give up. And that is a very weak value exchange, if you ask me. I think that consumers know that their data is being used, and you might as well at least tell them how it's being used at the forefront. And I think that there's a lot in that communication with the customer. And increasingly, I think what I'm seeing, at least, is that a lot of the customer experience teams and brands are starting to think about this data capture mechanisms and how they work, because it does have a downstream impact on the brand's reputation, the actual experience of using apps, but then also how much trust a customer actually has in what you're doing with their customer data. But I wanted to call out a couple stats here. This is from your homepage. So 5 billion plus transactions captured through the Attain platform, $400 billion worth of transactions captured through the platform, and then 5 million customers opted in to their, your consumer panels. Now, that is a lot of data. <laughs> That's a lot to keep track of. I don't know how you and your team do that, but it must be absolutely incredible to see a lot of those opt-ins come through. But could you help unpack for our audience, what are some of the benefits here of using these permissioned consumer data sets in retail media strategies? What does that look like? And what are some of the core benefits? What do your customers say that they're getting out of using your platform? The critical difference between working with a traditional retailer and their retail media platform and working with data that Attain sits on is really the proverbial definition of the retailer itself. That's the difference. A retailer has the four walls physical location, also e-commerce, but they understand the people that are shopping at that retailer. And they have a treasure trove of data. And I would argue they have permission to use that data for most intent and purpose, but they only have a very narrow view of what that consumer purchases at that one specific retailer. Let's use Amazon as the example, because everybody knows Amazon. They're not a retailer, in my opinion. They are an amazing retail media platform. 
they facilitate transactions through retail, but what they're really good at is marketing to the consumer. It's a great business. It's one of the fastest growing businesses. People that don't talk about it enough. Cloud computing obviously is great, but their retail marketing machine is world-class. And I think that everybody learned from what they were doing over the past five years and hasn't necessarily caught up, but they definitely have gotten up to speed. What the difference between what Attain does versus the retailer themselves like Amazon is that we have the consumer gives us access to the data. So we're seeing the entire share of wallet. We're seeing transactions that are happening at Amazon and transactions that are happening at Walmart. We're seeing transactions that are happening at Sephora and we're seeing transactions that are happening at McDonald's. That is way different. It's a wider aperture for a marketer to be able to understand and more importantly, measure what the true incremental output of their marketing efficacy is. That is probably one of the challenges now with retail media, particularly around a lot of these platforms are cropping up. As you say, Amazon's ad business, I think it did over $30 billion in 2022. If you look at market share in the total advertising ecosystem, Amazon is not the largest market share, but it's the largest month, year on year growing market share platform. And when I look at that and I see, okay, that's coming out of left field. Okay, why? Oh, it's because Amazon.com and how much rich first party data, transactional data over many years, we're talking like more than a decade's worth of consumer data. It's a long time. But even Amazon are breaking out of their four walls and they're doing programmatic and DSP for publishers outside of Amazon space. So it's interesting you mentioned that you're collecting Walmart data, consumers transacting with Walmart, then also with Amazon, and then perhaps also McDonald's. That's a big challenge, I think, right now with retail media is that so much of it is siloed. If you're a marketer and you want to do retail media, you have to work with each vendor individually. Different rules, different data, different schemas, and different setups. That's a challenge. And marketers are already busy and stressed out and <laughs> already drowning in work. And then they have to figure out how to deal with all these platforms. But so it sounds like Attain plays a role in bringing a lot of that together from a data perspective. That is absolutely accurate. Think about it this way. It doesn't matter who the retailer is. I would be shocked to hear a retailer go to a brand like Unilever or Procter & Gamble or Clorox or Reckitt or down and down the list it goes and say, you should spend less money with us versus the other guy. That, that'll never be the case. And I'm not saying that these platforms aren't powerful. They are powerful. Let me be clear. They are the hottest area in the media and advertising space because of the efficacy that they have. The problem that marketers always fall back on is, am I getting incremental more sales by placing bets on each retail media platform? And because they're not interoperable with each other, it's hard to know, is there a halo effect? If I spend money with one retailer and I'm a brand, does that actually drift into another retailer's sales? And because we start from the consumer first and start at the wallet level, that's the provenance of our data, that gives us the ability to understand where the total purchases are happening, regardless of the retailer. We like to call it an unbundled retail media platform because we basically disaggregate the entire ecosystem and we basically say, this is all the transactions that consumers are making. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. 
No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. I want to zoom a little bit into a few examples here in terms of the consumer targeting and the personalization efforts in the retail industry. Now, given that retail media has been around for a long time, go back 50 years and people were trying to sell shelf space in their retail store, get to the end of the shelf in front of all the customers or get higher up on their shelf so you're at eye level. All of those things are all tactics, I guess, that have been around in the physical retail environment for a very long time, not to mention all of the catalogs and the direct mails and all the other stuff that goes on with retail. But I guess the value of retail media as we're talking about it now, which is digital, is this ability to do this targeting and this segmentation of customers and actually be able to personalize ads based on their own journey and what they're actually interested in. But I guess with the team, how do you guys think about this? What's some like really novel use cases around some of the personalization activities and segmentation? Some really like cool insights where you've like found these amazing correlations or these connections with these data points and said, wow, actually, this opens up a whole new world for marketers to target people. I have two interesting but short examples that talk to like the uniqueness of use cases that you can use with commerce data. Obviously, the number one thing that we bring to the forefront is the ability to measure in real time the efficacy of a media exposure, whether through your DSP, through Amazon, doesn't really matter, and be able to tell, is somebody actually transacting? But it's also about telling you a little bit about who the types of people that are transacting in those environments. What we have noticed is an area that has not really been explored in retail media and has been really fascinating growth area for us, which is actually not retail. It is retail in that it's transacted in a store, but it actually is not a grocer or a big box, someone who sells a bunch of different products. It's actually the QSR industry. What is very fascinating, what we have learned in the retail media space is that you can use the retail media technology and the same data that is used to sell a bar of soap or deodorant to understand why consumers are buying breakfast or lunch or dinner at a quick service restaurant like your local McDonald's, Taco Bell, Burger King, Long John Silver, the list goes on and on. And that is based on previous habits that have been created leading up to that purchase, whether it is renting a movie, buying a streaming subscription, or a prior purchase that was made for a soft drink company. Those types of indicators are really big predictors on whether or not someone's going to purchase something in the future at a restaurant. 
why this is so important for anybody who is retailing, whether that's restaurants, travel companies, media companies, and obviously the big box grocers, is because the cornerstone of all this is the longitudinalness of the data. So you can measure the effectiveness, but you also can get a really high confidence of prediction of who will be your next purchaser. Just like generative AI knows what the next word in the sentence is supposed to be, you can apply that same technology to understand who is going to be that next purchaser, which makes the media work way harder to drive an incremental return on ad spend because you basically have known the pattern that's going to exist. So you know how to intersect and create the highest value for that marketer. Yeah, it is really interesting, right? Like, I think that the probabilistic type forecasting on like, you know, can we actually get a forecast on our return on ad spend? I mean, that's fascinating because retail media, again, there is some sophistication there, but it's nowhere near the level of sophistication of, say, Google and Meta and how they can actually give you such an incredibly granular insight into um, which customers you should be targeting. So I think that's actually fascinating is that bringing those different technologies in and also the, the right data points to make that work for marketers in a world where we're increasingly seeing the walls close down on the open programmatic space and, of course, third-party cookies, which is going away soon. So you must be having a lot of fun right now at Attain. I can imagine that you've actually been growing quite a bit just because of the situation that we're in with privacy. Because everything's been sunsetted, the cookie to your point, device identification, GDPR in CCPA, which is now CPRA in California, which is where I'm recording from today, all of those things have put marketers on their heels and they've realized that they really don't have access. There's only really two ways to use data. One is collected on their own and they're doing that through clean rooms. I'm sure you've interviewed a lot of other people on this podcast talking about how to acquire data and develop your own data strategy, but also finding partners who actually have own the data and how do they provide a product or service that layers on top of that. That's fantastic. Well, thank you, Brian, for joining us. So that wraps up this MarTech Inside episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thank you to Brian Mandelbaum from Attain for joining us. In part two of our interview, please catch that. We are publishing that tomorrow. Brian and I are going to discuss how to ethically collect all this amazing targeted data. We've talked about the benefits, but now we're moving on to the ethics, which will be fascinating. If you can't wait until our next episode, you'd like to learn more about Brian, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit the company's website at attaindata.io. Thanks for joining me, Brian. Thanks for having me. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to our guest host, Juan Mendoza, the author of the MarTech Weekly Newsletter. If you'd like to get in touch with Juan, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Juan Mendoza, but it's spelled crazy pants. It's J-U-4-N. M-E-N-D-0-Z-4, or it's a little easier to just visit his company's website, which is themartechweekly.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletters, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is MartechPod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. 
And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.